0: Today's guest on the Horny Deer Sense podcast is Bobcat Williams, the founder of AM Calls. Uh, Now don't get me wrong, Bobcat makes tremendous turkey calls, but after meeting him just for a short while up in Iowa last year, uh, I I was just wanting to hang out with him. There's absolutely nobody like him. Uh, Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Horny Deer Sense Podcast. I'm your host, founder of Horny Deer Sense, Scott Pratt. In this podcast, we connect with personalities across the outdoors, sharing hunting tips, reliving old hunting memories, and discussing life in general. Our goal as a podcast and as a company is to bring new hunters into this great lifestyle and to help keep the ones that we've got. So settle in, hang out with us for a little while on the Horny Deer Sense Podcast. all right bob Cat williams welcome to the horny deers podcast
1: man i'm glad to be around glad to be here after all the snow we had oh
0: no i bet so how i know y'all got a, a pretty good bit what what were some of the bigger drifts that you come in contact with
1: well you know you gotta understand now south arkansas uh we don't even have snow plow equipment here <laughs> if uh There was a rig came down the road the other morning. The guy said it looked like a UFO. And I said, well, that's what I told somebody we'd we'd do if we saw snowplows. We'd call them in as a UFO sighting.
0: That's hilarious. We
1: just don't, in my lifetime, we've had three snows probably similar to that. This one stayed on the ground longer than they ever have before, about um, 10 days nearly.
0: And you're in South Arkansas. Uh
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Is yeah. it, all gone it was. Now? It's
1: pretty awesome. It's a pretty awesome event for us. It really but, was.
0: But it's gone now. It's gone.
1: Yeah. Way. Well.
0: Then it's, it's good to see. I'm gonna pour me a little bit of bourbon while we get going.
1: That's not fair.
0: I wasn't I, prepared for all that. I'm sorry. Uh, that's mm. on. That's hey. You should be a veteran by this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. have you ever
0: have you ever heard of the the whiskey speech by Noah Soggy Sweat? Oh no what
1: no give it to me
0: that's down like close to your neck of the woods too let me pull it up Mm. so noah soggy Swept back in 1954 the mississippi legislature uh they were doing something in and around alcohol whiskey whatnot but noah soggy Swept gives this speech and it's not long i can go through all of it if you want me to but dude it's absolute for anybody that appreciates whiskey. Like my dad, my dad's a preacher, Bob Cap. He's never <laughs> he's never taken a sip of alcohol. No, but, has
1: my mom. My mom has.
0: Yeah, and my mom too. But I think if I was going to try to get him to drink something, yeah, this would be the closest that I could. Just by the way this man describes it. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let me hear it. And you can listen to it too, but I'll read through it real quick. It says, uh-huh. "My my friends." I had not intended to discuss this controversial subject at this particular time. However, I want you to know that I do not shun controversy. On the contrary, I will take a stand on any issue at any time, regardless of how fraught with controversy it might be. You have asked me how I feel about whiskey. All right, here is how I feel about whiskey. If when you say whiskey, you mean the devil's brew, the poison scourge. The bloody monster that defiles innocence, dethrones reasons, destroys the home, creates misery and poverty, yea, literally takes the bread from the mouths of little children. If you mean the evil drink that topples the Christian man and a woman from the pinnacle of righteous, gracious living into the bottomless pit of degradation and despair and shame and helplessness and hopelessness, then certainly I am against it. But... If when you say whiskey, you mean the oil of conversation, the philosophic (laughs) wine, the ale that is consumed when good fellows get together, that puts a song in their hearts and laughter on their lips and the warm glow of contentment in their eyes. If you mean Christmas cheer, if you mean the stimulating drink that puts the spring in the old gentleman's step on a frosty, crispy morning, if you mean the drink which enables a man to magnify his joy and his happiness and to forget, if only for a little while, Life's great tragedies and heartaches and sorrows. If you mean that drink, the sale of which pours into our treasuries untold millions of dollars, which are used to provide tender care for our little crippled children, our blind, our deaf, our dumb, our pitiful aged and infirm, to build highways and hospitals and schools, then certainly I am for it. This is my stand. I will not retreat from it. I will not compromise. No a soggy sweat, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Well, here's the thing. Um, that 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 state that's awesome i've never heard it but back up just a little and think about that 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 uh, uh, approach that that mental approach that he yeah. just gave really approaches a lot of things in this world
0: absolutely you know
1: you're one of your greatest battles you'll ever fight in your life is with your force
0: yeah, well, and so much, people tend to look at things in black and white, right and wrong, but there's so many more layers to any given situation. Sure, there is,
1: sure. It's all about how you, your perspective and how you approach it.
0: That's oh, yeah.
1: Exactly, that's it. it
0: that's, as far that's, as, that's awesome, though. That's awesome. Dude, the first time I read that, and I was living in Dallas at the time, but uh, that was One part of that speech where he describes it as the oil of conversation, as I sip on this while, you know, we're hanging out, doing a podcast, conversating that line alone, the oil of conversation. When I read that, I was just like, ah, boom.
1: Well, his, obviously the man's vocabulary was large, much larger than mine. And, uh, he was well read. You know, he was, he was a, he was a a statesman, if you will, I guess would be the term.
0: Well, and I think that's <laughs> nail on the head because in that type of environment, and that's what people don't realize now, even on Facebook or whatever, communication is still communication. Like the sure man, be. he comes in, and obviously there are pitfalls that alcohol brings. But you know what? There are there are pitfalls with food. Yeah, you know, obesity kills more that's, people than marriage. That anything. was
1: my, that was my exact thought. That's where my mind went. Is that, you know, if you carry too much weight around all the time, yeah. Just uh, I'm talking about picking up something. Right. If you carry a five pound something or another, that, but if you carry around 200 pounds just picking it up, Yeah. anything you do, you can overdo it and you can take it to its extremes. And that's what Mr. Sweat meant there. That's, yeah. Now what I, a name, first of all. I've never heard such, but uh, I hope in my lifetime I can say something that, that's that uh, profound.
0: Dude, it, I mean, it, it really could be timeless at some point, you know. Uh, but that characterization, like I said, like my dad, he's on the straightest of narrow. <laughs> but
1: yeah, well, my having never my drank, mom, I think he can get mom, it a little bit. Well, mom, mom, both of my grandfathers were heavy drinkers, and both of them died before the age of forty-five. Yeah, and but and and my mom's side, our family too. Yeah, it's it's. It is a, it is a terrible thing. You know, I have drank my share, but I can, I can drink socially and I I can quit and that's it. And now, you know, I used to think I had to drink a good bit more than I do, but I'll take a (laughs) drink. I'm not a hypocrite, but it none of us should let it control our life because it is a very expensive thing. And it's it's a bad thing. Absolutely. We're out
0: in Arkansas. <laughs> I'm here in Georgia. We're connecting via Zoom video. So I mean you're practically in the room. So I'm gonna raise a glass to you. It's good see. to see you, brother.
1: Oh man, it's all good right there. Here we go. Yeah.
0: We're just about one year. Well, just a few days from celebrating our one year anniversary from meeting in the Iowa Deer Classic last year.
1: Yeah, was- and you know, we've chatted from we've chatted from time to time. So it doesn't seem like I've lost hadn't lost touch with you and and you know uh you'll find out you start doing these shows you're gonna meet a lot of people and some a few you're gonna stay in contact with the most are not yeah um because of one reason or another that's there's a lot of reasons why yeah and
0: you could put them all under the umbrella of life you know life happens and people get pulled oh i had i told
1: told a guy today i had a classmate I, living right here in South Arkansas within in the county within two a county in a parish or two and um, I hadn't seen the guy for 30 years and he was uh in a he was in a convenience store at lunchtime one day. I sat there looking at this guy and of course he and I both had gained a few pounds and I looked at it and I kept looking I said who is that guy staring at me and he got cracked this big smile and well I knew who it was it was old Joey you know yeah I mean it was 30 well, years we hadn't seen one another in 30 years so you know there you go i love it but horny deer snakes
0: i want to and i, how'd I you definitely come with, the name how do we come up how'd with? how'd you it?
1: come up with that yeah how'd you come up with that name
0: um so i'll give you kind of a quick backstory kind of how it all come together so i've got distant family that's involved with raising deer and so you know uh we were introduced to using, you know, really, really fresh product uh, a few years back. And, uh, it kind of got to the point to where in and around our circle, we were doling so much of it out. We thought, hell, you know, let's try to sell some of this. And, um, we knew the product was great. And then it was just a matter of coming up with a name. And so, uh,
1: it's important it's it It's
0: very important and it's one of those things you can't really force like when it when it happens it, you kind of know that it happens you know um and i was just kicking around different names in my mind and you know just thinking of different play on words and uh acronyms synonyms anything that could possibly yeah. you know, spew out and well name. of course and then i thought of horny deer sense but not not like in a an amorous like horny after a woman type of way, but Why, sure, like, yeah, like sure. horns, but they're so close together that I mean people are gonna see what they see when they see it, you know? <laughs> so uh, sure. I, I didn't started... think
1: that. I didn't think horns.
0: No, and I know you didn't, you know, nobody when I, when does. I
1: came... Well, when I when I when I met you, as uh, uh, the two two vendors that I knew were just down the aisle from you know, on the opposite side, and both of them, as I told you, I, I've i la- I helped launch your career because I met you at the show. and oh, no. Everybody I meet the first I, show they turn out I to, felt to be anointed. A hit. <laughs> but anyway, I, I visited with the live action decoy and um, and Cynthia. Uh, uh, and I looked down there and I saw your products out there. And I said, well, let me, i just, i walked down this way, you know, and I looked up there, I saw a horned deer. And I said, yeah, it's kind of catchy, you know, kind of <laughs> catchy. And you guys were having fun and you should, we all do when we do a booth, but you know, and it it, it had a little, had a little catch to it, had a little hook to it. You oh, know? Well, I'll be honest. I, my, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, when I started my turkey call business, I, was, I aunt, was absolutely nobody, and I could not come up with the name, and um, the, the idea for the petrified wood would have never happened if my great aunt wouldn't have made me take two pieces of petrified wood out of her yard, and her name was Maul, so I'm cruising home one day, and I'm thinking, i got to name something. i got to come up with a name. And I thought right along the lines that you did. I wanted to have a catch. It needs a little advertising possibility. It oh, needs yeah. a catch, a hook. And I, and I got to thinking about Aunt Maud, and I said, Aunt Maud, Aunt Maud, I wouldn't have this without Aunt Maud. And 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 A.M. it. A.M.
0: Boom,
1: well, it's and hit that was a
0: question that i had for you is where am came from because i mean am especially early morning with turkeys and everything it's fitting it just, but the fact that it goes yeah you know and, Hog, and,
1: and and there's people that no matter what you name a product somebody's gonna have a wisecrack about it you know uh, you know god, uh, god bless yeah. them all yeah god bless them all and uh a guy walked up to my booth in harrisburg pa few years ago and he smiled and he said "Ah," oh, said uh your calls are only good in the morning and I said no no I said you use my calls in the morning you can go play golf in the evening because you'll kill your bird <laughs> so you gotta uh, be ready dude <laughs> you gotta be on your toes <laughs> you do but that's for but, damn sure uh, you know if you're if you're uh if if you have the right last name in this business you can name it so and so junior or whatever but other than that, you've got to come up. You need to come up with a good name for a product. Right. I think that's that's very important.
0: I think yeah, it, absolutely. Especially in today's world, you know, everything being so visible in front of everybody. I honestly, when I started looking into the trademarks, uh, I was really floored because when I did the initial search, yeah. I just all but expected to see that pop up, but nobody had, and I couldn't believe it. So we went ahead and snagged it. No.
1: I've been fortunate because everything I've got four trademarks and four patents and I've got a, uh, Oh, what do you call it? When you, uh, I've got a copyright. Gotcha. But when you, I've been fortunate that everything I've tried went through.
0: Hey, sometimes it works a, out that way. Yeah. You
1: know? Well there, there was a company out there and we had a little, little, uh, the patent, office question it there is a company called a m calls a and M, A and M. yeah i have i am a period m period
0: have C-A- y'all A-L-L-S. run because no, of
1: that they may not even be in business now but they had used that name
0: i had not talked about the uh the scent spray that we have coming out this year do i no you keeping that from me as well i kept it from everybody, but since we're on the topic of catchy names, uh, our, uh, scent elimination spray is called no blow. Oh, uh-huh. no blow scent control. You didn't
1: even ask me to help you with that name. Uh-huh. Hey,
0: but, but here's the thing again, it wasn't one that was forced. Um, so The day that I got married, uh, September 14th, I'm so glad that I remembered that on the spot, by the way, (laughs) just in case my wife is listening to this, September 14th, uh, 2019, me and my older brother, the day of my wedding, you know, that shows you I love this woman. She booked, the 14th was the opening of archery season here in Georgia, and I, I didn't push back on it.
1: He's so, either real smart or she wasn't thinking one. I don't know which one it was.
0: I think it was a test. I think it was the last hurdle I had. You, to it might have been. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been very Yeah, it
1: might have been.
0: But that morning, me and my brother, we, I mean, it's the opener of bow season, so we, we get in the woods, right? But we walk in after daylight and actually walked up on uh, – we probably – past five or six on the way to where we were going but it was early bow season mm-hmm. you know, they were still calm um mm-hmm. so when we got to the setup my older brother looks at me and he goes man he said that's such a relief they said no blow you uh, because none of them blew at us
1: that's good
0: but when he said that that's like it, it hit me i'm like
1: i think we can use that you know well uh it's you never know what's going to come out you never yeah. know what you're gonna hear,
0: but you got to and be aware. And actually,
1: the, you, know? the, you, yeah, and don't be too proud to not use something else that somebody suggested for you too, because it might that's a, be darn that's a good, good one. It might be good. Yeah. It might be better. See, that's 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 a that's why I've developed the turkey call products that I have is because I kept an open mind, yeah, uh, and I did not copy anybody's stuff. And I just being a carpenter all my life, I just went in there, man, and I just let me try this and I'll do that and I'll do this. And you know, and I four patents later, actually five five later, one of them I abandoned. But um five patents later, you know, I'm here I am.
0: So and I want to so, get into your calls because when we were up there in Iowa, when we stopped by your booth, that was what caught my attention was because there were different woods that i'd never seen on yeah. any particular call different services to scratch yeah. like it was it was i won't say unlike anything that i've ever seen because it was like like different itself there's
1: there's a reason for what you saw uh one thing is is that most Conventional type pot calls, okay, are made from one piece of wood and they can't make it too. Let's go to the pot call now before I talk about my matchbox. They can't make that call too thin on the sides or it would it would be brittle and break. Right. Okay. You gotta have some thickness out there. I mean, that's just good common sense. And and when I I I do I build my calls without a wood lathe, I figured up a way to I glue up a little square and I set up jigs and cut hundreds of pieces at a time. So I get rather fast at it. And of course I can't build a hundred thousand a year. I want everybody to know that right now, but, uh, um, I'd love to have that problem though. Right. I'm not going to worry about that. I mean, (laughs) if if I, I might build a hundred thousand for two years and I'll be totally unable to do anything after (laughs) that. But I glue up a square and I pull out that circle in a drill press And it's got a tenant in it, you know, and I was getting a a patent on that process of making that, but it got so word splitting, you know, and $8,000 later, I said, man, this is, this is ridiculous, you know, 6,000 or whatever I'd spend on it. I don't even know that hurts. Anyway, anyway, uh, I promise you, anybody that wants to try building one like that, you go right ahead because you can copy my patent pen. go right ahead. (laughs) But but um, it works good for what I, for my, see, here's the thing. I designed my calls to play with petrified wood, not with slate, okay? Okay. So therefore, I had to just feel my way through the whole process. If you just take a regular pot like most people make with that thickness and you put a piece of that petrified wood on it, it's got a decent sound. But right. it will not play very loud. It will not, which that's a good thing. Right. And but so I'm getting a much better sound with my pot, because my pot is thinner. On
0: it's got on a path shape. I'm glad you brought the petrified wood up, because you know, in in my short, illustrious turkey hunting career, I have there multiple times encountered wet and moist conditions. Yes. The petrified wood that you showed me, we actually picked a a couple up after your Mm -hmm. show just because of what Mm -hmm. you showed us while we were Mm -hmm. there. But the way that that thing absorbs moisture, it's
1: amazing.
0: I won't say that it's the only call that I use. I mean, everybody experiments with different calls and whatnot, but I will say if there is the slightest chance for any type Mm -hmm. of precipitation or any type of moisture, I do not leave without that
1: call. You better not leave without it because it. You, I tell everybody, I might be stretching it just a little bit, nah. but I'll tell them, i say, hey, I said, you can drop it in the mud hole and pick it up and give it 10 minutes or so to dry and call with it. Yeah. And you really and just, true. just about can You yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it's raining out there, slight rain, if you'll just, you call with it for 10 minutes or so and it'll, you'll start to see it get that turning, turning darker where it gets wet. You just tuck it up under your arm. Just give it a little bit; it dries right out. So where did the
0: the thought of even using petrified wood for a turkey call come to
1: Uh, There, we got to go back to Aunt Maud. And anyway, I took a couple of pieces from Aunt Maud, and it sat in my yard for a couple of years. And I do a little tile work every once in a while. And I was dragging my wet saw up in my shop one day, and I went, "Mm, "Bingo! Tile saw stone." You know, and I'm just a curious sort of guy anyway. Right. I've done everything there is in construction work. And, and uh, I kept messing with it and got it. I had to change the belt, change the size of the pulleys and stuff to give it a little more power. And I started sawing it up in thin pieces. And I was doing tabletops and knife handles and some of the most beautiful stuff you've ever seen. Now, I've got oh, yeah. about a dozen pieces, coffee tables and tabletops and stuff. When you get rich, I'll sell you one of those nice ones I got. Uh, and, uh, I guess you're going to have uh, it for a anyhow, while. Anyhow, <laughs> yeah, I slipped that one, I slipped that one in. Hey, and I a friend hope, of mine I came hope it's over. I somewhere you like a, it. Yeah, a I'm friend of mine came over in two thousand and ten. Friend of mine drops by and he, he's, he's he was a big turkey hunter, which I'm not, and he picked up a little piece of it, you know, cut a eighth or three sixteenths, and he's. He said, just looked at it, and he scratched on it a little bit just with a piece of wood, and he said, this might make a turkey call surface. We dropped it. He came by 2011, same thing. That time he had a striker in his pocket. He scratched on it because it didn't sound like too much. The third year, 2012, he came by. I dropped everything I was doing, cut out a circle, drilled a hole in a piece of wood and cut an inside circle and an outside circle, five-minute epoxy, to piece of petrified wood on top of it. I looked in my shop floor and there was some formica laying there and I picked up a piece and put it on the back and we gave it 30 minutes to dry and I hit a lick or two, handed it to him and he scratched around on it a little bit. It had fair sound, not great sound, but that the next week we went to the patent attorney. I mean, that's, that's how fast it happened.
0: Now, well, you have to, like it, when something like that comes along, you better stay yes. on top of it because you just don't know what's yes. going on out there.
1: Yeah, he and I, he and I share the patent. You can have a patent. You and I could do a patent together, and I own a hundred percent, make my own business, and you own a hundred percent, and create your own business. That's basically how a patent like that works. If if honest people work together on a patent, nobody will get cheated.
0: Yeah, it, because it, it, both it can be names. Done.
1: That's right. Both names will be on the patent, and each one own it one hundred percent, and can do anything they want to with it, and the other one has no say.
0: So there's different uh woods i remember poplar distinctly i, had,
1: I have i work with poplar and cedar which their their cedar's a wood that most people won't build a pot out of because it's not stable enough okay now poplar is a little bit more stable wood it's a good wood to work with i'll get real good sounds I've, I've made some out of some old pine it came out of a house built in 1890 oh wow and it's got its own little original sound. And as a matter of fact, I love that sound that that old pine has got. Um, I make them out of uh, a numerous different woods at my show. But right now, I'm marketing poplar and cedar. Gotcha. You know, I have. If you check my website out, I'll have I'll have a, a, a my box of hens. You'll see it in a in a uh, poplar and cedar. Petrified wood and slate, petrified wood and slate in each wood. So before I, and
0: mainly because I'm thinking of it and don't want to miss it down the, the road in the conversation, where can people find
1: your calls? You can go to my website. Um, it's uh, www.amcallstom.com.
0: calls Tom,
1: T-O-M. Kind of got a little com. ring to it, doesn't it? I like it. Yeah, com. and and um, you know, it's tough when you're getting started. Uh, I am getting into some retail. I am in uh, I'm in Vans Sporting Goods in Alabama. Well, my I store.
0: One of the more appealing things for a turkey hunter, though, you know, and I'm sitting here. Obviously, we're we we're both trying to forge our way in the hunting industry. And you want to oh, be sure in we as are. many sure. locations as possible and everything. But if I'm a turkey hunter, I kind of relish the fact that it's not all over the country yet. Like if I can get my hands on well, something that now, nobody now, else now, is gonna now, have now or here.
1: Now you're throwing now. You're throwing a, a bone at me that doesn't have any meat on it. See? No, well, that's what's happened to me. I'm saying no, that's get it while you can.
0: Well, that's <laughs> so correct, i have but, no see, that's I good. have no doubt they'll be widespread at some point.
1: That's what's hurting me in sales is because I've been doing shows and I mean, I'm selling a lot of calls at shows. I mean, my booth will be rocking. Oh, Turkey Hunters just are tight lip. Turkey Hunters are
0: extremely. My very first podcast turkey- episode, a local buddy of mine uh, makes phenomenal uh, trumpet calls. Uh, his name's Anthony mm-hmm. Ellis, A.G. Trumpets. I mean, they're beautiful. My wife okay. gave me one for a, a wedding present.
1: I think I think but, I might have heard of this guy, but you go right ahead.
0: He's he's pretty decorated. I'll say that. Um, he's just one of those types yeah. that anything that he does, he does it at a high level. Like whatever, whatever That's, you task him with, I admire
1: care. people. He's I one of those admire people like
0: that. My very I first podcast, people. we're talking about turkey hunting. And so behind my house is, uh, the Cahutta wilderness, literally 19,000 acres of protected land. And he spent a lot of time yeah. turkey hunting back there. Well, at some point he divulges one of the areas that he <laughs> likes to turkey hunt, just in the story, literally when we got done, you know, and I'm thanking him for his time. This is after the podcast, he, you know, he's local. So he was over here at the house hanging out. Sure. Sure. and uh you know we're uh you know good show and all this and then he says hey uh is there any way you could edit something for me and i'm like yeah what's what's up and He said that one part i mentioned and i won't even say the name of it now but he's like i mentioned blah 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 and he's like if you could go back and so now in the very first episode you'll hear me bleep out the location that he was talking about but because respect. of what you're talking yeah. about you yeah. know turkey hunters And I think part of it, every, every turkey hunter, even if they have property, you know, and there's always the people that tag out on opening day, that just have a lot of birds on their property and whatnot. But most turkey hunters have to learn the hard way in, you know, especially if you're, if you're hunting public land, you know, there's so many hours put in, I can't blame them, you know, but it sucks for somebody like you, because you have a, a call, that does differentiate itself from other ones. Like (laughs) normally word of mouth. Well, there's, there's, there's
1: absolutely no doubt. I could, I can, I could pick my call out of a hundred or 200.
0: I don't doubt that at all. If
1: if I, if I could have somebody that can play it just like I can, I call it play. Everybody else says run a call. You don't run my, you don't run my call. You, you play my call light and soft. my call plays like a guitar because of how thin it is oh, it generates sound. you might it, want to well, put that it, on your website it's it generates sound differently a guitar if, if if somebody's playing a guitar you take your finger and you just touch it up on that guitar the wooden part of the guitar you'll feel it vibrating yeah there is no sound without vibration
0: right some say okay. everything now is no based scientist off vibration. Now,
1: but I, that's right you've got to have some vibration when you play my call It's like playing a little guitar and that thing will vibrate. And what you can do is you can learn to produce uh, uh, two dozen, three dozen different birds in my call by just putting one finger on the bottom, two fingers on the bottom, no fingers on the bottom, grip it in the front, grip it in the side. It's everywhere you touch this call, it alters the sound. Well, and, that, and you know, if, curious, if we can just, hear
0: the variation, you know that it has to be he heard it five, how many times? He heard it 10 times.
1: Absolutely. He heard it 10 times ago. Yeah, yeah. So he heard it.
0: I don't know how this is going to come through via phone and Zoom and all that, but if you've got one handy, okay, scratch on a little bit. Let, let's see if we can hear
1: it. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to start purring. I'm going to start purring soft, and I'm going to pick it up a little. Can you hear it?
0: Oh yeah, it sounds great. Now
1: I'm gonna do a little louder.
0: So look, I guess it's the speaker, but when it goes louder, it actually mutes it more. I think it's probably right. internally get, leveling it out.
1: Let me get this other striker. here. Hear it? Oh, that's
0: pretty nasty. There it goes. So, Emma, while I'm thinking about it, I see your striker there. I want to talk about that. Uh, Well, again, I haven't done this long.
1: I did a show in South Carolina, and the guy had about 20 calls on his table, and he had 300 strikers. And I went, bam, instantly. I went, man, I'm missing out on something. You know, there's, 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 this is a big deal, the striker deal. And I was coming back home and I started thinking about the adjustable thing. And it took me several months to come up with a design where I thought I might be able to mass produce it and all that kind of good stuff. But, you know, basically your grip, my grip, your wife's grip on a striker, anybody that picks up a striker is going to hold it a little bit differently. Right. And you know, you, could, you can go buy a $100 striker if you want to. It, it's going to wear off on the end after you sand it a while. And after about two seasons, you're going to be going, hey, man, you know, I think this thing doesn't sound like it used to. It doesn't. Right. Because when you change the length of that striker, a sixteenth of an inch or more, it's, it the length is that important. So, all, you know, on my strikers, and I encourage everybody to go look at my striker because it is dynamite. I mean, I guarantee it a hundred percent. I'm not gonna say it's gonna sound just like you think it's supposed to sound, but first of all, if you if we knew every time what was perfect, would be one call, one striker, and that'd be it. Oh yeah. Now, well, so we don't. We don't know what that doggone bird hears out there, anyway. Yeah. But my, having this striker, and I have it in different woods right now. I have it marketed in hickory, walnut, and purple heart. So it's if you want something,
0: if you, you can make the length of it change the
1: length. Yes, and you, so. there's a there's a there's a threaded insert. I drill it all the way. With the bottom, with the shaft of the striker goes all the way through the top of the That's striker. That's what I was about to ask. And you, you, there's an insert in there. It will not wear out. You just tighten it up. Just like you tighten up a nut or a bolt. You just tighten it, snug it up, and try it, tune it. Make you a mark on the shaft right there so you'll know where you are. You can move that thing one-eighth of an inch and the bird will hear the difference. So between... That's how sensitive I'm.
0: Between being able to adjust your striker, you the can tune it. of it, the you sound of it, and then you tune it. You add your call as well, where you know, whether it's two fingers or one finger on the bottom, like you were saying a minute ago. Oh, like, this
1: box of hands, this 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 box of hens that I've designed, it's the best kept secret in the turkey industry.
0: There's Absolutely so many combinations
1: potential combinations yes. that you can use. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, if 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 somebody out there goes to my website and you look at that call, you, it, you can't really see, but what, it's got three closed sides and one opened end. Yeah. So it sort of plays like a megaphone. Yeah. It projects. No, something. it really does. It's it, incredible. It oh, it does. And when you play it up at the top, and I'll I'll run down this call right quick, and you can hear, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it up at the top, and then the middle, then the bottom, and there's three different birds, and this is a piece of petrified wood on this one. hear that different yeah so now that's one call that's the same call i just so now, played it at the top in the middle of the bottom
0: and i know this is via video or adjust your striker and do that again let me see if i can pick up just all right, I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna do it real, and not talk I'm, I'm gonna play i'm gonna try to play in the same place on the call and i'm gonna move it a half of an inch okay because you know you're gonna hear a half all right try to try to mark this sound in your mind i'm gonna okay. move it a half now let's see about a half. You'll clearly hear it. Oh yeah. Totally you know, different bird. That yeah, that's a half I, that's about a half. So you just figure between where I had it and that half, there's three or four more birds in there.
0: And that's not changing your grip on the call. Like no, you, know you, play, mean? Like see, you can? that
1: that is a a skilled, when I say a skilled. Friction call guy. I'm talking about somebody that's practiced and played for years and years. You average, player, you've got your average guy. Well, I've made thirteen thousand calls <laughs> in the last yeah, eight years. to average, saying. your average turkey call guy. And I'm not, I'm not. You don't, you don't start out mastering this stuff. You learn when you start out, and you're just average. Changing your grip is the hardest thing to do. Right. You learn a certain way. When you sit down and you get up out of a chair and you take your first step, you're either right-footed or left-footed. You go the same way every time. Yeah. And we develop playing habits, if that's what you want to call it. Now, I've practiced so much. Now, I can literally play behind my back. <laughs> I can I can kiki, <laughs> and I'm a little – I have no arms. I'm a little stubby. Uh, I'm a little – I'm a guy with playing no arms. behind your back. And I'm kind of heavy in the middle. I can kiki with my call behind my back.
0: Oh, i don't I doubt it now like when you put us over there to your table and we were up there and th- that's the thing my cousin jalen that was with me he's turkey hunted longer th- than i have and uh, mm-hmm. when, when you started playing on it he, you know he, there's a kiki
1: there it is he was de- we were we were both very impressed i'll say that oh well i appreciate that and And, you know, I've told, I've told hundreds, you know, and I've literally made contact with thousands of people now. It's not hundreds, it's thousands. And I tell everybody, I said, look, don't, don't pay any attention to what I do. Just listen to the sound. And you know, that sounds in there. You take this thing and practice with it. You've got to learn. You want to be so familiar with that call. Because when you get out in the woods, you're going to hit a little oops kind of thing. You know, you're not going to feel confident. Because you don't realize how that sound carries in the woods. You sit in your backyard or something, call a little bit. Get out there in those open woods, and you say, "Oh my God! Oh, am I make? Oh, you know, you second guess yourself. Hey, you want to be so. You want to know that call so well. It's like touching your nose with your finger.
0: Hey, that you're exactly right. Like that. Whole, the whole time you're you're sitting there questioning everything that you're doing. You know, and. Yeah. Wishing you'd spent more time practicing. That's the world that I live in when it comes to turkey hunting. Mostly because I don't really think about it until deer well, season's Well,
1: Here's my saying. Here's my saying. And I don't I doubt we didn't get to talk a lot at the show because everybody's busy. I tell people this: learn to play. And in your hand, if you've got a pair of twos, don't try to act like you got a pair of aces. Play the pair of twos. Yeah. Okay. Because don't you cannot call you cannot win a calling contest with a bird. Right. You can make him curious. That's your best, that's your biggest asset. Right. Um uh, way too many people call too much, I promise you, because I done heard the stories from from thirty thousand turkey hunts.
0: Well, the, the buddy of mine that I mentioned when I was telling the story yeah. about having, he said the exact same thing yeah. Uh, yeah. when he was on here, he's like, just shut up sometimes, you know?
1: Yeah. I had a young, about a 15 year old young man come up to my booth in Little Rock a few years ago. He said, this huge bird was out there. He said, he just, he, he's huge and said, I called and called He wouldn't come any further. And I said, well, let me guess. I said, you just kept on calling, right? He said, yeah. And I said, well, he knew where you were. Oh yeah. What do you what more you think you were gonna convince him? All he needed to know was where you were. I said if you'd have if if you'd have dropped that call and it fell in the mud, you couldn't use it, you might have got it.
0: <laughs> Unless it was petrified, then it could have used it.
1: Well, yeah, that, that I'm gonna tell you anybody that, that's never uh, it's it's not if, if you'll ever own one of these in your life. Go on and own you one sometime real soon because nobody's going to share it with you. Well, I think they're not going to share the info.
0: Any anybody that, and that's the thing. You know, one of my other guests was Lance Kruger, uh, the wildlife photographer, and yeah, you know, he he photographs turkey as well as deer. You know, and he was he was saying things along the same lines as that. You know, like there's just a way to approach it and you've come up with a a system especially with the petrified wood that you know not having done this all my life i i know how big of a uh a, a deterrence bad weather can be and lance sure. was saying lance was saying
1: humidity even just humidity just well humidity.
0: one of the stories that he told he said that uh he was on a a piece of property with with a gentleman and he woke up and it was a thunderstorm. And so he just stayed in bed. He said the guy that actually lived there, when he got out of bed, that guy pulls up with two long beards and Mm. he had laid in bed. And this was a a thunderstorm type of morning, you know, and uh, that's what he was saying, you know, and he said it was a a lesson that he's never forgotten, but with bad inclement weather like that why would you not even as a backup have something that absorb moisture in the backpack
1: yeah and and you know really if you stop and think about this turkey hunting is one of the duck hunting yeah to a degree you can kill a lot of ducks without ever calling but uh and you can kill a turkey without ever calling but yeah. we a turkey hunter is going to depend on his call Right, he's not he's not consistently he might go out there and sit one day if he forgets his calls he'll go anyway but he's not going to go every day without a call he's going to nah. take a turkey call. You know? yeah it's it's yeah the good thing about first we, week was something we didn't talk we hadn't talked about uh for anybody that's listening um a box calls calling it will kill turkeys and it's going to be killing them forever mouth calls are good every call has its place right okay but most everybody carries a friction call with them when they go because the purr the little teasers the little soft. Oh, yeah you just can't do you know I, i've got some new things coming in the future i'm not done yet uh i'm cursed with a creative uh thing. i've got i've got some new things i'll i i do not know when i'm going to file the patent depending on how much i work this year um i've got some real exciting new things coming uh at least at least two, at least two. i'm not surprised i be. So that i'm not done i mean i'm not done but the 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 purr this 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 little box of hens i'm just gonna tap it and I was, i'm just gonna barely tap it i want you to just listen hear how vocal it is yeah it's so vocal you actually got to be careful with it in your bag because
0: talk sexy to me give me give me give me some sexy talk
1: sexy talk now wait you're talking about turkey talk uh let me play let me play the specified wood call
0: That's pretty nice you got me all hot.
1: here that, that little shriek it's making oh, yeah. some, of, some of these old school turkey hunters tell me these old birds will do that They'll, really? yeah kind of make a i'm just i'm just making a little slide motion on my
0: so and i'm glad that you brought that up when we were at your booth because, and you remember my cousin, Jalen, uh, yeah, he's yeah. the one that's, you know, done quite a bit more turkey hunting than right, I have. Right. And he's the one that was actually scratching on your call there. Yeah. When he first started scratching on and and he's worked a friction call quite a bit, sure. you know, he probably, you,
1: he's putting too much pressure. Probably.
0: That's what I was about to say. He was putting too mm-hmm. much pressure and you told him, you said, look, he Ease said, up. you said with my Ease. calls, he said, you, you told him that, uh, like a 10-year-old kid that had never yep. tried a turkey call most of the yes. time can do your call better than somebody that's, you know, Yes, because, my call is gen- call.
1: because of the fact that it is generating sound differently. You can just get on my call and just hold just a little pressure, hold the same pressure and travel. Yeah. You don't have to come up and down and up and down with the pressure. Now I can play somebody else's call that way because I've played so much. But on my call, I can take the av- the average seven, eight, nine year old young person, and it won't take them ten minutes. They can make a circle nearly as good as you and I can. Yeah. The, the only thing on on my calls that's real important is not to choke up on get down on your strike, get away from the tip about three quarters of an inch or more if you can. Yeah. Don't get me and other and you can then after that it's just just don't put that huge amount of pressure. I'm going to get on this, this call right here. And I'm, 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 I want I want you to hear, I'm going to do it. A, a lot of people call bringing it straight to them and going back, and I okay. want you to listen to this sound. I'll play it with this big loop, and it, and it, instead of going, it goes zero, zero. So when you
0: say loop, are we talking like a like a
1: clockwise? Around, just make, I just, I, and instead of making a, a j-shape or football i play more in an oval okay. i play almost in a circle that sounds good it just here that's just me drawing it straight hear the difference yeah that's 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 one reason it's just the way i've learned to play because i i, I get on my call, but i can get on somebody else's call and I, I can create some awesome sounds with their calls, too. Sometimes somebody doesn't like it if you play their calls and sound too good. <laughs>
0: yeah. I've never given anybody that yeah, that issue. Well,
1: <laughs> trust me, I'm no world champion turkey caller. You should be. Turkey. As many as I, come no, through no, your hands nonsense. that
0: you scratched on. No, the you're hours.
1: talking nonsense. That, that's Don't dope. be Nobody modest. Nobody should ever – Nobody should ever make that statement about themselves. You did thing. I'll do it. I've mastered my products. I've mastered them. I can watch you play and listen to you play, and I can reach over there and grab the shaft you need to get the sound you want.
0: Yeah. I don't doubt
1: it. I've done that because of hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of times.
0: Right. And I
1: just know. You know, a, a little you take a little young person, small, put a light striker in their hand. Don't give them a heavy striker. Get them a little light one. It, it vibrates, it wobbles, it creates sound. See? Right. It's just it's just common sense. If you put a heavy striker in a kid's hand, you you've got nothing. You've no, got nothing. Right. They they can't control it.
0: That's uh And I'm glad that we got into that, you know, just in case somebody listening actually, uh, you know, tries one of your calls this spring, because if they get it and they start trying to work it like all of these other frictions, you don't play
1: them. You don't play my calls like those others.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. It it takes a little more finesse.
1: Actually, it's so much simpler. Once you get it, you're going to, you're going to go, Oh my God. Why didn't I look at what was there? And I, you know, I, just, you just, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I had a I had a young man up. I met him up in Madison, Wisconsin, and he's he's wheelchair bound. Nice young man. He had a car wreck. And and uh, matter of fact, this company that sells these uh these little four-wheel drive wheelchairs, if that's what you want to call them. I mean the ones with the track on, and a great company, great product. He he is the guy on the photo. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, super nice young man. And he took one of my calls home one night with the, at the, at the, you know, staying in the motel and he's a pretty good caller and he struggled with my call for 30 minutes and he's very determined young man. And he got so frustrated. He put it down. And I said, just take this thing home, take it with you tonight and bring it back. And I threw him another one over there. And he told me it took him about an hour and 40 minutes. Wow. And he said, when I got it, he said, I sit there and went to myself. He said, my God, I was try. I was matching way, I was trying way too hard. Yeah, but see, here's the thing about it, about all this, especially with my calls. the the less amount of the least the less the amount of pressure that you can apply and get it to play, the better control you got.
0: Well, better control, and the way that your box is designed, you know, where it amplifies it, you, you it don't. Feel like you, you have to get on it so hard.
1: Yeah, they're here, and it's you know. <laughs> I went, I went out last year with a friend of mine, and and um, there was a bird about 400 yards, and there was a group of birds, There's a bunch of birds, and there was uh, this big, big stud gobbler comes out in the middle of the high line, and all the best. The rest of them kind of got away from me, you know, they got back, and I yelped one time, not real loud, and I saw that bird cock its head sideways, and lifted its head up a little bit. And he he was he was a mature, you know, he had a 10 inch beard. That other big old bird looked like he had a 12 inch beard. I mean, a big old thick beard. But this other one was back from him and he disappeared on me. And I kept looking, I looked down the power line and I saw him, he was working his way through the edge of the woods. And then he comes back out in the power line. Then he started gobbling. And I didn't know my friend couldn't couldn't hear. And he didn't have his, he was about 30 yards from me. Oh, wow. And I didn't know he couldn't hear, and he didn't have his uh, hearing aids in. And that bird come up that hill, <laughs> and he we were on a big ridge, and he he got he he moved up there pretty fast until he got to where he was having to work his way up to where he could see. And um, he he my friend moved. He didn't he didn't hear him. He didn't know he was there. And, and when he caught an image of his head, you know. It was too late. Oh, and the flew, But I, I really put it and purred that bird in from 400 yards.
0: I don't, I don't doubt it at all. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, I'm telling. It's, it's, it's. Uh, they're, they're hearing so much better than we think it is. Well,
0: and like you were talking earlier, when you're out in the woods and you know everything's amplified anyway, you know, especially it really when is. It gets really still. Uh, you know, my
1: pet, my petrified pot call will not impress you sitting in the in the in the building with ten thousand people in there. Trust yeah. me, it will not impress you. It's scratchy. It's kind of gravelly. It doesn't make much noise. It is deadly in the turkey woods. Right. Oh it yeah.
0: It sounds
1: like a, it sounds like an eight year old hen.
0: When does it start out it's in Arkansas? To... Turkey season.
1: Oh, it's gonna be in April. It's way too late. Way oh. too late. It's in April sometime.
0: We actually, and I didn't realize it until earlier this week. We normally start right about the first part of April, and uh, we we get to get going the twentieth of March this year. So I'm pretty excited about it. But well, uh, and you know, I have practice with your call in the off season. Like I'm not, I'm not going in like I was last year.
1: I'll tell you uh, to talk about playing my calls. I tell a kid. I can get a kid and nerd listening to every word I say. And I'll tell them, I say, you just to get a putt with my call. It's not like other calls where you come down with a bunch of pressure, come up. You just hold firm pressure. And I'll tell those kids, I'll say, you make believe there's a guitar string across that call and you want to pick it. Yeah. That sounds good. Well, you don't, but but the, but the deal is, is that you, I'm not even hardly moving my hand. I'm just holding that pressure and moving it just an eighth of an inch. Right. playing
0: that string. You can't
1: play other. You just can't hardly play other calls. Yeah, you can't hardly play other calls like that. I hope it's just um, my calls are so. They're different, you know. Well, we had a
0: very. Let's be honest you know, the, the three-day weekend that we met in Iowa, like, is a very limited amount of time that we actually got to connect? Oh, yeah. But, you know, when I went over there to your table and, uh, saw your calls, you know, I'm not a big, I love turkey hunting now. I haven't done it all my life, but what little I have done, I knew that I had never seen anything quite like what you had put out there. So I'm glad that we got to come back. No, I can and I got you say, and I'm not, I don't,
1: I'm not. I don't want to knock anybody's effort. I, I'm not that kind of person. Everybody puts their heart and soul into what they do. Yeah, I'm one of the. I'm probably the only turkey call maker that's got a patent on every product he puts out.
0: That's saying something. Uh, I and I'll that's say i
1: saying, saying a lot.
0: I'll say too at the very in. One, I really appreciate you doing the podcast Two, Well, man, I mean, you
1: know, I'm, I'm enjoying this, man. Oh yeah.
0: Well, I was looking forward just to hanging out with you, but I wouldn't have you on here if I didn't believe in your products. You know, I I
1: appreciate that. I I, I know you mean that too. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Well, I love, I love the, the absorbent qualities of petrified wood, but I'll be honest. If nobody ever bought one single call from you, the striker of yours—it should be on every shelf in America.
1: I—I—I'm COVID has really hurt me the last two seasons because I've not got out to travel, and be able to do the things I want to do. Uh, um, as I said earlier, I'm not going to say this striker is going to sound just like you think it should on your call, but it gives you ten hens. It gives you twenty hens. Right it gives you uh just being able to change and not move just think you can just ease your hand up there and loosen that screw and right. don't even worry about where it is just move it a quarter of an inch a little Ease bit of... back down wait and you got another bird right you, you didn't make any noise and you've got another hand because if you do this right here if a bird's anywhere close and you do that it's over
0: oh yeah yeah. It's now, over. If you don't run it, if you don't talk too much, it's like we were like we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: so you know
0: and one it, more time it, www.amcallstom.com. A m calls That's right. That's
1: right. So
0: the the calls they're great. I hope everybody checks them out. The striker I can't say enough about before I forget. Because I know there's going to be people curious. uh, And I know this because even my wife asked me, Where did you get the name Bobcat? Your real name is Keith Williams. Where did
1: Bobcat come from? I'm, I'm 61 years old. I graduated in 1978. So from around, I started following my grandfather when I was a little fella. He trapped and I picked up trapping. So I was pretty darn good at it by the time I was 15. And oh I trapped on a you know I just got to where I could catch a lot of bobcats and in the late in the middle to 86 I think it was and I know by 87 fur prices went to the bottom bam they went to the bottom I went to Malvern arkansas which is by hot springs which a lot of people have heard of hot springs arkansas I went to a fur auction and I had about 18 beautiful bobcats I had a couple of 34 pounders and a 33 wow. pounder. So I had some big ones, you know. Beautiful spotted. The year before, I'd been averaging about $90 a piece. And this guy offered me $6 a piece for those beautiful. $6. Burgers. And I looked at him and I, and there were everybody around, uh, big auction, you know, and there was a couple hundred people standing there watching. And he, people were rolling their eyes and looking and I said, sir I said, before I sell you these cats for $6, I'll take them across the street, throw them, it was about 12 degrees that day, I'll take them across the street, throw them in the ditch pour gas on them and burn them and stand over them (laughs) and get warm and anyway, everybody in there went to laughing I Uh, love the you dang things up brought them back home and I, I did my mom worked in a garment plant so i wasn't very intimidated by by material yeah so i did my homework and i found the tanning process now that was back before internet so it took me a little while that takes a little more effort yeah and i found it i found a, a. you know uh i had tried to make a raccoon coat a couple of years earlier i finally found a good tanning process and i made it waist length and then in the in the that was in night about 1990, and about that same year, I got in a deer club that had bobcats running everywhere, and I caught like eleven. I think I caught eleven in just three or four days.
0: Okay, so I don't want to, I don't want you to go off on a huge tangent. I don't want to. Yeah, you know, but anyway, that's maybe how, it's another that, whole podcast. But yeah on catching bobcats is there any one particular piece of advice that you could offer a trapper that's looking to catch a bobcat
1: well they go more by they go probably more by sight by visual to attract them to something they will come to smell but he's cruising along
0: okay he's
1: cruising along light footed not making any noise cruising along so what, you what would know, you do to catch up? his
0: attention visibly
1: yeah, you can just take a scratch up a place, scratch the leaves back, get his attention. He might smell that fresh dirt. Most states won't let you lose use a whole bunch of loose use lures above ground. There's right. all kinds of different rules. Uh, you can hang a little piece of tinsel up or a little piece of something that reflects. Anything would get him over there. Really? That's probably yeah yeah he, he's and and you know you you uh it's just a trial and error thing i stayed away from bait because bait catches too many skunks possums coons so, so most of
0: your trapping that you when you call bobcats were was with no bait
1: mostly with no bait yeah that's pretty, pretty impressive no uh we may have yeah, to just, circle I've back i've uh, thought I mean, about
0: it, getting into it but just never have it i think i w- would enjoy it but I may get back with you. And, well, uh, and I'll some, tell you yeah.
1: just to make it real quick. If somebody's listening, you got to remember when a cat comes up to a place that you've roughed up, he's not wanting to make any noise. Yeah. Some animals you can herd. Okay, you can herd a raccoon. You can herd a beaver and an otter through a gap. Right. Uh, you you can't herd a coyote. And if a fox, real real trap where you can't. But that bobcat, uh, you can put sticks up you can just put sticks put your trap where there are no sticks he's not gonna step on all those sticks because he's gonna make noise yeah you see see no, what i'm a good going yeah absolutely yeah yeah so you just start letting your mind create a nice little little layout there they run these rows remember this if you're going out to catch a cat you see a cat track he's gonna be back he's either there or he's gonna be back there yeah he's gonna so he might be gone for a week. He might be gone two weeks. He'll be back. When I've you had said, traps. Uh,
0: uh, when you set a bobcat trap, how often do you check it?
1: Well, you should always check your traps every day.
0: That's what I figured, you, but you I didn't know if, your... like, with a, a cat, if there might be a, nah, a you different you not know,
1: If you just check it from a distance, you could check it from 100 yards with a pair yeah. of glasses, 200 right. yards. But but you should – ethically, you bet. You check your traps every day. And because I I've never
0: done much trapping, but I would think that would be the general rule just across the board. You do it; it's it's
1: ethically, it's ethically correct. You do it, because if you've got somebody's dog in there, and God knows how many I caught, I caught (laughs) 16 dogs in one night. You know, if and 99, 99, well, how many traps did you have set? Oh, I've I've had as many as seventy out. I've had. That's few, hilarious, dude. I've I've had as few. <laughs> I've had as few as as six out. I've had as few. <laughs> yeah, but you know when I was when I really got good at this stuff. I mean, I caught two hundred and fifty. I caught two hundred two hundred seventy five coons in twenty two nights. That's insane! You're trapping UFO. You know, well, I was I could wear them out, you know. I had drowning rigs for all my water set. I mean, I I I was a professional at it, man. I loved it. Uh, now I could I could
0: definitely see getting lost in it. And you know, oh, just watching those guys wander. nobody uh,
1: else out there, you know.
0: They got those shows now, the people up in Alaska that trap and everything, and yeah, feeling as
1: hell. Yeah, you can trap right by the road, you can trap out of a car.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I might look into it. it just, it's it's fun. It,
1: it, it's a lot of fun. It's a shame furs aren't worth anything. Um, You know, I could be a fur. You know, I made my fur coat. I tan the hides and everything. I made it. I mean, I could be a furrier if I wanted to be, I yeah. guess, or some kind of something. Hey, I don't know,
0: whatever. I always get to fall back on. And well, another one, I remember when we were up in Iowa, you mentioned uh, you know, where you grew up in Louisiana in yeah, your Johnson football City. coach. Being, yeah uh Phil uh, Robertson Phil Robertson.
1: Yeah, he was he left Louisiana Tech and he came to Junction City in uh in the summer of 69, I do believe, and I met him that first year. And um he was, you know, I met him before he was my football coach. He did a little summer program where that was we we integrated in 1970. We totally integrated. And he did a little program where the black kids and the white kids played together that summer
0: that's awesome
1: and he was there that's when I first met him and then you know he was he was I don't remember I graduated in 78 so I'm gonna say 73 probably was my first year to play junior football anyway he um he was the football coach and it was just it was it was unbelievable is he what he's packed up to be you can't describe it it'd take me It'd take me a long time to describe everything about and tell, you know, what he used to be. And and it wasn't all good what he used to be, but, but, uh, you know, um, uh, Phil was an amazing guy.
0: Yeah. Well, amazing. I think that's one of the refreshing parts is Carl, he'll straight up tell you, you know, some of the badder parts of his life that he, he went through, you know, like he's pretty open. He was one it.
1: of the most talented. He's one of the guys that I can, I can say cause he could throw a football a hundred yards.
0: 100 yards.
1: He could throw it 100 yards.
0: You're kidding me. He
1: could punt. He could punt a football over 80. He just didn't want to go to that – go to the next level? Man, look. Look, you know, I had a chance. I was an all-state baseball player. I had a chance to go play college baseball. It's And I didn't take it. And I'm, I was a good student. I made good grades. It's just the window on opportunity – is narrow for us for all of us right and sometimes you 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 got a chance and you didn't take it it was too late right then yeah you know and phil just missed phil just, uh, yeah yeah he did uh kay told me the last time i saw her she said that phil wouldn't uh he got offered a walk, uh, a tryout two years after he got out of school out of college a pro tryout yeah And uh, he wouldn't go because he, he, it would mess up turkey season.
0: (laughs) That's pretty cool.
1: I do remember you told me
0: one story um, from when he was your coach and this was, you know, packed in the short time that we had a year ago, but it had something to do with your big feet and not, you know, being hard to move.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, of course I've shrank. I was five, seven when I graduated. I'm five, six now and I wear a 13 (laughs) and, and, and my foot's wider than your hand is. So, anyway, I was in the seventh grade and I probably wore a seven and a half or an eight, you know, little old yeah. guy, wasn't five foot one. We're all ganged up in the huddle and everybody was just hinging on every word that Phil said. Phil pointed down there and he said, I tell you, boys, one thing right now, everybody's listening, you know, 40, 50 young men, anybody knocks Williams off his feet, they can say they've done something. <laughs>
0: Oh uh, well, I got. You know, I like you know because I you see everything you know. Obviously the the last ten years our family's been you know uh, so polarizing. It is nice yeah. when you find out that there is some actual legitimate substance to people. You know what I mean, man?
1: Well, hey, uh, Babe Ruth was polarizing in his day. <clears throat> Hank Aaron was por- polarizing in his day. Yeah, to some people, right? To some people. So, you know, if you get to be, I'm sure one of these days I'm going to be polarizing. I don't know what the hell for, <laughs> but I know I'm going to be polarizing to somebody. Right. But if, if you if you think you're going to live your life and you're not going to offend somebody, then you might as well get in a hole somewhere and cover yourself up. Oh,
0: absolutely. no. You know, I, and, it,
1: and if I ever, if, if anybody ever meets me and I say something they don't like, I promise you, I didn't mean to offend you personally. Well, it's just... And I,
0: you know. you know, when I when we met you up there in Iowa, I mean, I do, and I've talked about it often. I, I think wavelength is a very real thing. Like I think uh, sometimes you just connect with people where you do. you, wow, you immediately do. know what you got. You know. Yeah, you and do. You, we're both we, a, we're both a type of personality that that love to enjoy ourselves, and a lot of times, uh, you know, prone to say or try to say something funny that that's might right. be a, a comment that's unexpected, that's right. but you would never intentionally want to hurt anybody's feelings. But there mm-hmm. are times you where you'll, you know, say something for a comedic effect and just not. We don't mean it.
1: anything by, it. I'll Absolutely. tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll translate that into something. Some of you listeners out there might understand. If you walk up to my booth and I'm at a show and I'm watching you call and I see that you're doing something that I can improve you on. There I am in the I'm I'm on the fence how I go about showing you. Oh, I'm sure. Yes, you are. Yes, you. You know, and 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 I don't I don't want to stand over there and be a wise ass, but yet I want you to get better. Yeah. So if you ever walk up to my booth and I show you something, I'm showing you for your benefit, not for mine.
0: Well, and that's the thing too. You know, going back to I think you alluded to it earlier, just pride and ego in general, like. Uh, it, there's times we get in our own way, you know. If it's somebody offering a tip and oh, I've been doing this for 20 years, hey, I learn from everybody. You know, if if somebody has uh, uh, any words of wisdom, I'm you know, I might file it away, I might it might go in one ear and out the other, but I'm open if there's something that somebody's learned that can make me better, bring it on.
1: The, the two of the best words of sentences, of, as far as advice goes, I've ever had came from a plumber and a guy that used to fill chip machines. And the one guy said, master a craft or a trade because nobody can ever take it from you and you can survive and get through this world. Right. And the old plumber said, when you're, when you're making up a contract, only put in there what you are going to do because you can write forever about what you're not going to do.
0: Absolutely. Now, that's uh you know very wise words. I don't care. Yeah, well
1: think I mean that's why that's is. why not to get into politics, but a lot of these laws, bills that they pass have six thousand pages. Bullcrap. crap. It's,
0: there's a lot of that there should, should be a, a law passed against that shit. Like yeah. that's ridiculous. That
1: that's relating to what the plumber told me.
0: Sliding shit in that nobody will ever yeah. have time to read. And it's all by design. Yeah. I'll be you know, honest when, with you. I used to, you know, back when I was younger, used to, you know, if you saw a, a particular law passed, as long as it fit your, uh, I guess, your belief system of what should be and what shouldn't be, you know, you supported right. it. But I've gotten to the point in life, every time a law is passed, I realize that's a little bit of my freedom going. You bet yeah. it is. You bet uh, if somebody, if somebody would run on the platform of pulling laws off the books, I'd vote for them every election.
1: Yeah, uh, In a lot of states, there was a law. See, my little hometown, the big one red light junction city that I'm from, you know, 1,400 people, uh, 700 and something on one side and 700 and something on the other side, Arkansas, Louisiana. There was a law there once years of, when the town was founded about 1894 there was a well underneath the where the red light is now and people used you couldn't bring a mule or something across the state line what yeah can you believe that crap so isn't that crazy it is people crazy. would go down they wouldn't come up the main street to junction they'd go around we call it junction if you're from junction you see? yeah they wouldn't go up the main street they'd go around by the back off side streets six or eight blocks over to the side and sneak through
0: All because some man had the idea to do it
1: some mm-hmm. kind of something to do with disease or uh, some kind of, but it's probably still on the books right now probably. boy i hope i don't get uh, pulled over <laughs> down there bringing a mule i tell you what ain't that something
0: it really it really is i mean you know uh, we live in interesting times but i'll tell you what being able to get out in the woods and enjoy nature, and you know, even on the the business side of it, connect with people like yourself and build those relationships. Uh, you know, if if I just turn the television off, life's pretty damn good.
1: It really is, and I think this. I've already watched every TV program there is in the last because you know I had uh, I had COVID last year, and uh, I was in a lot and you know i'm t- I'm sick of watching tv i'm ready oh, to yeah. participate in this real world again absolutely but i am building inventory you know i'm i'm getting and i'm still ex- i'm still i tried a new wood today i'm um the wood that's from south america i'm not even exactly sure what the darn stuff is but i'm gonna try to see what kind of sound i can get out of a, the top part of a striker with it heck yeah you know? Give well me i and- mean and I'll tell anybody that's listening, if you ever, if you ever look and you ever see that I'm that I'm at a show or and I'm gonna start back doing some shows when they pick up again, you come by my booth because I don't have everything on my website that I sell.
0: That's the and truth. I'm gonna
1: probably update my website some in the next year or so. But I'm in a transition period right now with my products. I'm repackaging some stuff and I've I've gotten better at sawing up the petrified wood nice i can make it thinner i'm getting a little bit better sound so actually i pulled all of my petrified petrified pot calls off my website for right now gotcha so
0: so, look, so you
1: know we you, we change as we go along we don't uh, you, you know. have to yeah
0: uh, as you do get back onto that trade show circuit uh keep in touch let me know which Oh, oh i'm you- going to especially if they're you know somewhere in the southeast uh, I'm
1: going to what, what, hey, what does it cost for what does it cost for a non-resident to come turkey hunt in Georgia um
0: you talking about like uh, like a, for a full season or just a few days
1: they they do a 3-day hunt kind of thing
0: um I'll have to look yeah,
1: um, I'll google it. I'll google it and see
0: I want to say i want to say a number but i have no reason why i want to say well because so let me look you at you know
1: that. to be to be totally honest to these listeners that are out there i am not a turkey killing guru i am a very experienced carpenter with a talent for woodworking that went to work designing and building calls
0: yeah
1: okay i am a very good deer
0: hunter oh you I, know what you so know, I'm glad you brought that up because we've managed to go this whole conversation without talking about deer hunting. That to me just leaves another reason to reconnect as we get closer to deer season. We will. And We're do going a podcast to. about deer hunting. We're
1: going to. I know. I um, know. I know a, a two hundred times more about those old four year old, five year old bucks than I do about turkey.
0: So look, let's do this. Um, about a, I guess probably let's say two weeks. September. Yeah, two weeks, first August, part of September. Yeah. First yeah. part of September. Be uh, be thinking along the lines. I'd like to do a show uh, that caters to people that are interested in starting. Well, trust hunt. me,
1: I've, I've, for your listeners out there, I mean, I've sat across the table from Mark and Terry Drury in, like in 1997 before they were quite as big as they are now. Yeah. And I've talked, I've talked deer talk to some of the best, and they've listened to me and I've listened to them. So we'll and, we'll circle back, you know,
0: part of September and just dedicate an episode to that. Cause yeah, I'd appreciate. I'd like to get that, into that with awesome. you.
1: Well, I I know a lot, and I don't mind sharing. A lot of guys won't share any info with you, and I've got a lot of little things that I do that are that are that'll help you. I Let's mean, uh, you 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 know, you can either you can either hunt thirty or forty thousand hours and learn, or you can listen to somebody that has already put the time in, maybe and. Oh, you can learn that way, also. I'm on you know?
0: ears all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bobcat, I'm so glad we finally got to make this happen, brother. Man, exactly.
1: I feel good. I, you know, I, I enjoy meeting with you, and uh, you know, I'm 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 proud to be where I am. I'm fortunate. You know, uh, hey, I'm not I'm not very important in that old world of turkey hunt, but I did make the turkey call collectors book a couple of years ago. A guy out of South Carolina, Dinky is his last name. He puts it together been doing it for years that's awesome. so i'm i'm it's not that i'm just nobody it's just that people aren't sharing they're keeping that mouth shut you know about my products and i'm, hey, I'm happy to be where i am so. turkey hunters
0: man turkey hunters but all it all it takes is that you know the uh one domino fallen and i'm again,
1: getting i'm you know and and that's why and i enjoy that's where you and i will get along in the future we'll get along great because we do share I want to give. You've heard everybody say, "I want to give back." I want to give back. Oh yeah, I Absolutely. want it. my product. My woodworking skills are right here in my hand and in my lap right now. That's a result of all those. I'm 61. I started when I was even in high school. Worked on chicken houses. So you know, I've been around wood all my life. It's something I've had a talent for. So it's my way of giving back. You know.
0: Yeah. No, it's. Yeah. Um, I think especially and that's the thing about turkey calling you you just
1: have to be a little bit different Uh, (laughs) a a little bit different well it's it's if i know this much when i first started and i threw stuff together and it worked i just thought it was supposed to work like that every time (laughs) but after after several years of traveling and meeting some of these guys who have been working for years and years and years i kind of appreciate it much more now than i did then. yeah because it's not easy to come up with it i've been very fortunate
0: yeah there's a you know i've experienced uh, both sides of that coin where it feels like it comes together so quickly and easily that everybody should be able to do it and then there's times where it feels like how the hell does anybody kill a turkey <laughs> you know what i mean well
1: i've said i've had people look down at this adjustable striker and almost start crying right like there, standing straight up just nearly start they just freeze and just drop hey, their mouth and go oh. opportunity
0: miss and that before we go for anybody listening www.amcallstom.com yep at the very least Go put eyes on the striker because I think talking about it, it's hard to visualize exactly for, what we're for, talking
1: for about. For those those people that have used it a lot and experiment with it, they say that this striker is the best on glass. Any kind of call that plays louder and higher, and you know glass and and aluminum and all that, yeah. best striker they've ever used. Oh, I don't best, know that. the best. Yeah. Now that's saying a lot because I'm talking a lot of guys that have tried everything right and and like i say it may not sound just exactly like you want it to sound but you're not gonna know what that turkey's gonna like anyhow oh, i promise dude, you dude that's I'm, uh oh, i promise goodness. and i'm not done you know i've got more designs coming in the future i've got well, more products this I'll is what you, i started these are you know starting out
0: so you, so next spring let's uh, just plan on we'll we'll do a talk about deer hunting uh come september and the next spring we'll reconvene and you can tell me about the new ones that you got coming out How's that? oh
1: yeah i should have i i won't be able to make it through the summer i know one patent i'm gonna have to file for certain because it's it's working at working on my mind pretty bad i i was up night or two ago thinking about it
0: ah you gotta yeah, yeah you, need, well, you need to rain that one in. and you
1: know i can't share it with you i can just throw it kind of like a lure in front of a fish i can just I can't let you see what it is, but I can throw this, tell you about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Understood.
1: But yeah, no, Hey, man, I, I enjoyed this here. I really oh, did. Dude, appreciate you taking the time.
0: Again, you know, meeting you up there a year ago with one of those, you know, just met you, but we all felt like we'd always known you. And Oh, yeah.
1: yeah I tell everybody, my little line I leave some people with sometimes, uh, I'm not famous yet, but you wait till next year, boy.
0: Hey, that's the story <laughs> of my life. Maybe that's why we get along
1: i'm having a good time i'm enjoying myself
0: hey it, I, we get one go around at this you know you, well you if well.
1: everybody everybody that's killed a bird with my calls because i've sold several thousand if everybody had sent a picture and it'd take you a day and a half or so to look at all the pictures on my website we they're, just not, on that. they're just not they're just not sure well they're just not sure you know <laughs> all right man got, let you, go. you be good yeah, brother we'll good. do it again soon
0: As always, really appreciate you checking out the Horny Deer Sense podcast. Hope you enjoy getting to know Bobcat Williams a little bit more. Definitely check him out uh, at www.amcallstom.com. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you next time.